Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. this morning I needed the reminder I'm a Christian and I still needed to be reminded that death could not hold him down I believe the Bible to be truth but I still needed to be reminded that death could not hold him down that he's won the victory for me I don't have to figure things out I don't try to have to make my next move my next move is receiving that death could not hold him down and I serve a risen king somebody needs to take the weight off them this morning yes you're anointed yes you're called yes you've been justified and sanctified but it's his power and it was his actions that's why we have the victory Father, we come to you, our risen King, the one who conquered death, the one who's made us more than conquerors. We come, oh God, pleading on behalf of our sister Val and pleading on behalf of Brianna, who's not 100% comfortable in their bodies right now because of different physical ailments. We just sung it, God, and I pray that you receive it because we really believe that you're the risen king. And so, God, we lay them before you. The king who's conquered death. Take your daughters now, God, and cause all things to be well according to your perfect will. You're the creator of the body. We thank you for doctors and we thank you for diagnoses. We thank you for prescription drugs, but there's none like you. And that's why we lay them before you this morning. We, the saints of God and the people of God, come believing and asking that you would heal their bodies. I even asked that you would, she didn't ask, but Lord, I'm asking on her behalf this morning. She didn't ask for this prayer request, but I lay before you, my sister Chantel, that you would, continue to give her the grace to deal with the back issues the one who comes even this morning I watched her break down tables and move around things for your house God your daughter that serves without complaint that you will remember her as you remember Rachel and that you would touch her not because any of us deserve it 
not Val, not Shan, not Bree, but because we trust in the power that you have and that you love us unconditionally. We don't know what your design and perfect plan is for their bodies, but we're laying them before you, trusting you to make all things well. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness as we get ready to enter into this last month of what some call the worst year. Not us, but what some may call the worst year. We thank you for keeping us. You made it where nothing came nigh dwelling. And for that, God, we thank you. And not just our own personal homes, but we thank you that you've kept this church. A little tiny church that's only not even been in existence for three years. Some churches had to close the doors. Some churches are struggling to recover. You've been faithful, God. And we don't want to take it for granted. We don't want to assume it's because of something else. Lest we be way off. It's because of you and your demonstration of love and commitment to the way church. Thank you that the lights are still on, that the air is still blowing, that there's money still in the savings account. That we were able to purchase a camera, that we were able to feed those in need, oh God. That we were able to clothe those who are struggling, God. faithful you are how faithful you are we're appreciative we're appreciative oh God and father we thank you for the shepherd over this household who in a short two years of planting the church had to navigate pastoring through a pandemic and has done it well because of your grace and your mercy has done it to the best of his little ability working a full-time job fathering we thank you for the weight that he carries on his shoulders with grace keep him oh God and now father we thank you for all of his his accomplishments but we know nothing brought him to this sacred desk set for you and so as he comes now to feed us your word may your Holy Spirit speak through him for we know according to your word that the Holy Spirit will not speak on its own accord but only that which the Father tells it and we need to hear from you we love Pastor Keith but we need to hear from you sing your son Jesus name that we do pray amen let us receive Pastor Keith hallelujah somebody give God a hand clap of praise If you're in the sanctuary, just declare this. He's a keeper. Somebody, come on, y'all declare that. He's a keeper. I don't know, somebody may be watching, but they need to know that he's a keeper. My wife, my wife said it. Great is his faithfulness towards us. I was uh, just perusing Facebook a few days ago. I heard that uh, one of the local bishops in Tampa Bay, he was a bishop of the Kojic, one of the major Kojic churches here. And 
they were saying just a few days ago he was in ICU and the believers began to pray and then on November 27th he passed away pastoring for over 30 years and many of us can't give God praise just for another day knowing that God is yet a keeper if you know he's kept you just give God a hand clap of prayer I just want to acknowledge somebody really quick. Rose's mother celebrated 81 years of life the other day. So grateful for God's grace upon her life. Amen. Hallelujah. We pray the Lord will continue to keep you and bless you. May the rest of your days be fruitful. Hallelujah. I want you to go to your Bibles really quickly to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. So grateful for the Lord's faithfulness this morning. So grateful to see many of you in the sanctuary. I know many of you are watching. Isaiah chapter 40, and I want you to go to verse 28. Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to look at verse 28. I've been on the sermon series called Dealing with the Weight of Waiting. And I want to conclude this series this evening, this morning, rather. Verse 28, and we're going to look at verses 28 through 31. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? Notice what the Bible says. He neither faints nor is weary. Ah, that's good news. His understanding is unsearchable. And watch this. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. If you came in here weary, he gives power to the weak. Verse 30 says, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But here's the good news in verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord, somebody say, wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Uh, verse number 31 again says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning. Our promise in waiting. Our promise in waiting. I, I want you to know that one of the enemy's devices is to have you believe that there is no reward in waiting. I hope y'all just heard what I said. One of the enemy's greatest devices against the believer is to cause you to believe that there's no reward in waiting. And herein lies one of the reasons that even the most devout believers resist waiting. One of the reasons why even the most devout believers cast off restraint while waiting. And watch this. This is why even mo the most devout believers will reject waiting altogether. Because be they believe there to be no reward in waiting. 
Somebody say the devil is a lie. That there is fruit for those that faithfully wait. Noah faithfully waited and he saw the fruit of rain. David faithfully waited and he saw the fruit of the throne. And watch this, even Mary faithfully waited and saw the fruit of the Messiah. Because wherever there's a, a mandate for you to wait, God always wants to manifest a promise. I hope y'all just heard what I said. Whenever there's a mandate to wait, God always desires to manifest a promise. That's good news to me. I hear this. That means the Lord wants to do something through us in our waiting. Somebody say through us. The Lord wants to do something in us in our waiting. Somebody say in us. And the Lord wants to do something. Here's the good news for us in our waiting. Somebody say for us. Yet the fruit of what the Lord wants to do through us, in us, and for us is dependent upon how well we faithfully wait. I've, I've got to faithfully wait if I want to see the promises of God in my waiting. So if we fail to see the presence of fruit in our waiting, then we must question how faithful we've been in our waiting. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. If, if I fail to see any level of fruit while I wait... I've got to ask myself, how well have I been waiting? James 5 and 7 declares this, therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. Because the father always wants to produce fruit in the life of a believer that faithfully waits. That's good news. There's, somebody say there's a promise. That there, there's a promise for those that wait. And hear, hear this, but even more, I want you to notice something about the first portion of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. Uh, this first portion of our text, notice, notice what the text says, but those who wait on the Lord. Ah, this is good news to me. The Bible says those who wait on the Lord. No, notice this. We find the promise being manifested not after we wait, but as we wait. Ooh, did y'all see that? Those who wait. The promise is revealed while we presently wait. Somebody say you ain't got to wait on it. Oh, y'all ain't catch that. You don't have to wait on it because God's going to manifest it while we wait. Your promise will manifest in the midst of waiting. That's good news. But herein lies one of the reasons why many believers miss their promise in waiting. Because many of y'all whine while you wait. So you miss what God is doing in your waiting. You worry while you wait and you miss what God is doing. And many of us even get weak while we wait. Therefore, we miss what God is doing in the midst of our waiting. He's always in the business of manifesting promises while we wait. Tell your neighbor, don't miss your promise. Don't, don't miss your promise. We must understand that it's God's desire, hear this, to reveal his hand as we wait so that we will remain as we wait. God is always in the business of reminding us or revealing his hand while we wait. He wants to know that, that, that he wants us to know that he's still with us. And the Lord reveals his hand by way of the promises in our waiting. And this is where we find the children of Israel in our text, waiting on God. Notice what happens just a chapter later in Isaiah 39. 
The prophet Isaiah prophesied to the king Hezekiah that a day was coming when Babylon would seize their land. He, he prophesied to the king Hezekiah that at their, a day was coming where their seeds, somebody say their children, would be put to death. And then he says there's a day that is coming when the people will be made into slaves. This prophecy dismayed the king and disheartened the people. So the Lord, watch this, instructed the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 40 to declare a promise to the children of Israel. Somebody may be asking, what's that promise? He says that even despite the captivity that the Lord, that would happen, the Lord would bring comfort. And this is why Isaiah 40 opens up with these words. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And it is in the last verse of verse Isaiah 40, verse 31, where the, the comfort and their promise in waiting is revealed. I believe in like manner, many of us are waiting on God in a seemingly place of captivity. What do I mean? Many of y'all are waiting on God in a place of dismay. Many of us are waiting on God in a place where our hearts have become disheartened, dismay and disheartened because what we see does not resemble what God has spoken. You ever been in a place where you know God has spoken some stuff over your life, but in a natural nothing looks like what God has spoken? So we become dismayed and disheartened. We're, we're, we're trying to see what God has said, but I can't see it. We're waiting on provision, but all we see is desolation. We're, we're waiting on a spouse, but all I see is my isolation. We're waiting on promotion, but all we see is rejection. Yet as, as the promise for the children of Israel was revealed in their waiting, so too does the Lord desire to reveal. Watch this, his promises to us in our waiting. Hear this, only if you can be faithful in waiting. Tell your neighbor, be faithful in waiting. And, and what do I mean? I, I, I've, I've, I've preached on this subject for the last three weeks, y'all. And I want to just say this. Thank God. Can we give God a hand clap of praise for Pastor Cole and Minister Chantel Cole? I know I'm, I'm, I'm all in my introduction, I'm, but I, I, I'm thankful for their presence in my life and just giving my wife and our time to rest and celebrate 12 years of marriage. So thank you. But, but, but over, amen, over the last few weeks, I talked about us having the right perspective in waiting. Somebody say, be faithful in waiting. I, I talked about how we've got to make sure that we persevere in waiting. Somebody say, be faithful in waiting. And then I said that we got to have confidence of the Lord's providence over our waiting. Somebody say, be faithful in waiting. You're not faithful if you don't have the right perspective. You're not faithful if you don't persevere. And you're not faithful if you don't have confidence over the Lord's providence over our waiting. And if we can posture ourselves, we can receive the promise in our waiting. Yet the critical question we got to ask ourselves is what are the promises in waiting? Because the answer to this question will ensure that we don't miss what the Lord is doing in the midst of our waiting. And what I want to do is I want us to examine our text to see what the Lord will do in the midst of our waiting. I just want us to look at verse number 31. The Bible says, this in the portion of verse 31, they that wait upon the Lord, notice this, it says, shall renew their strength. 
Your ability to sustain in waiting is dependent upon your strength in waiting. Tell your neighbor, I need strength. I, I, I need strength. And because God knows, watch this, the capacity in which you have to handle the pressure of waiting and even the pain of waiting, God will always promise to send you power. God knows the capacity in which we have to handle the pressure of waiting. There's some pressure in waiting. And I don't know about y'all, but sometimes it causes great pain for me to wait. And God says, I'll send you power. The good news is, here's the first promise, that God will send you power. I don't know about y'all, but I need some power to endure this season. Many of us, the only reason that we were able to put on some clothes and be in our right mind in this pandemic is because God sent us power. I need power. I need power. In other words, hear this, but your power is dependent upon your ability to be patient and waiting. In other words, you've got to posture yourself for power. Tell your neighbor, posture yourself, posture yourself. You, in other words, you've got to be confident that power is on the way. The reason my wife talked about this in her exhortation, the, the reason that many people give up and commit suicide is because they don't believe that power is on the way. I, I've got to believe that God's going to send me power. As you get weary in waiting, I've got to know that power is on the way. As you want to worry, I know I may worry, but, but, but power is on the way. Even when I want to become wayward in waiting, power is on the way. Because power is received by those who posture themselves for power. It, it may look like a good place to give up, but I've got to be confident that power is on the way. Y'all know some folk that gave up on marriages not knowing that power was on the way. I know they're difficult to deal with on that job, but I've got to posture myself to know power is on the way. Y'all done gave up on promises because you did not believe. Watch this. That power is on the way. Huh? Notice what our foundational text says. They that wait upon the Lord, watch this, shall renew their strength. In other words, receive power. Yet here's the even greater news about this power that the Lord will send. This word renew in our text is the Hebrew word shalaf. And one translation of this word, watch this, is to gain new. God's going to send you new power. So in other words, God does not return you to your original place of strength, but you gain new power. I don't know about y'all, but that made me happy. Because you know, the power that I had when I first met them was not good enough to keep me. So God says, I'll send you new power. Oh, that's good news to me. I need some new power. Uh, power prescribed for your present problem. It doesn't matter that this is something that you've never faced before because you're promised new power. Ooh, that's good news to me. I don't know about y'all, but I'm happy about that. New power for the faith to confront it. New power for the grace to endure it. And new power for the wisdom to overcome it. That's good news. Somebody say new power. And hear this. The power that the children of Israel receive came by way of a word. Somebody say a word. The, 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 this power that the children of Israel received to endure until the promise was fulfilled came by way of a word. The prophet Isaiah brought a word. In other words, many times our greatest deposits of power will come by way of a word. 
I don't know about y'all. It's not that, that I just laid upon my face all day and all night, but God gave me a word. So, so, so many of us have to wait and posture ourselves until God sends a word. I, I need God to send a word. Somebody just needs to wait until their word comes. Notice what Psalm 119.28 declares. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me. Watch this according to your word. Y'all know, I don't know about y'all, but it's that unexpected call. That unorchestrated conversation and that unsolicited, they didn't know, even know that I needed comfort that gives us power. Somebody say his word. Word of wisdom. This is why I want to give y'all a little word of wisdom. This is how many believers can be faithful to church but still be defeated in waiting. Because many of us heard preaching, we were prayed over, and we were even prophesied to void of his word. Don't you pray for me, don't you preach to me, and don't you prophesy to me unless his word is with it. Because, it, watch this, many people think it's their anointing upon their life that gave you power. Now I'll tell your neighbor, it's the word. Oh, we got a lot of folk in churches now dead because there's no word. And where there is no word, there is no power. The reason many believers fail to receive the promise of power and waiting is because, watch this, many times the word we need comes by way of an earthly vessel. I want y'all to stay with me. And there are times when believers become so frustrated and waiting that they forsake, watch this, every vessel, let alone the vessel ordained for your word. Ah, y'all gotta stay with me. You will forsake the promise of power as long as you keep forsaking people. You've ever noticed people who get so bent out of shape, towed up by the issues of life, and they forsake people, and God says, I was sending you a word. Oh, do y'all remember when uh, somebody, my, 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 my Bible students, remember Paul was in a place where God had to send somebody to him to give him a word. And if Paul, and, and watch this, he wasn't Paul at the time, he was Saul. And if Saul would have never got the word, he would have never had the power to become Paul. And many of us say they turn off their phone. I don't want my ringtone on. I'm going to lay up here in the darkness. I don't want nobody bothering me. And God says, I was trying to send you a word. And we missed out on our power. You're not that mad that you can't text back. You're not that depressed that you can't talk. You're not that overwhelmed that you can't tell somebody what's going on. Because what somebody might have for you might just be your word for your power. Ah, this is why Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Listen, I'm still calling folk in the midst of a pandemic. I know we can't hug. I know we can't be, be having parties in this time. But you never know if I was trying to give you a word that was designed for your power. Let us consider one another. Watch what the text says. In order to store up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Because the assembly, watch this, is to cause to help me advance in my waiting. Tell your neighbor, I don't wait alone. I, many of us are waiting on God alone. And God says, there's a promise in your waiting. I want to send you power. 
but I can't forsake the people while I'm waiting. So the promise in waiting is that the Lord will send us power. Say, somebody say, send your power, Lord. Send your power, Lord. Somebody needs to put that in the comment box. Send your power, Lord. Now notice the next portion of the text. The Bible says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Oh, this is the good news to me. Revelation, hear this, ensures that you will remain in waiting. Stay with me. The revela- I-, I need revelation to ensure that I'm going to remain in waiting. In other words, uh, the promise in waiting is that the Lord will always shift your perspective. Uh, the second thing is, not only will he send power, but the Lord will shift your perspective. This is why our foundational text says this. Those that wait upon him shall mount up with wings like eagles. What we see while we wait will be different. God needs to open up your eyes so that he can show you something different. God, in other words, God will reveal his plans for us in our waiting as he witnesses our ability to remain faithful in waiting. Listen. To every degree that I'm faithful in waiting, God reveals another level of his plans for me in my waiting. And the reason why many of us are stuck in waiting is because we can't be faithful enough for God to give us another degree of revelation. Somebody say, I need revelation. I need revelation. In other words, watch this. If you're still waiting on your abundance, It's because the Lord wants to reveal to you that you still don't know how to steward your little. Did y'all hear what I just said? He wants to give you revelation. Uh, Somebody say revelation. Y'all don't like that. If if you're still waiting on your access to authority, it's because the Lord wants to reveal to you, you still don't know how to submit and follow. I can't give it to you because you do do not know how to submit and follow. And watch this. If you're still waiting on that ascension in ministry, it's because the Lord wants to reveal to you that you still think ministry is about you. Woo! Our prayer must be, Lord, allow us to be patient enough in, the, in waiting that you shift our perspective. Because watch this. Whenever God tells us to wait on something, watch this. He's always trying to reveal to us that we're not ready yet. Y'all don't like that. Tell your neighbor, I'm not ready. Okay, I'm, I'm, y'all, y'all, y'all. We've got to ask God, reveal us to us. There's so much. I want to make this plain. When I met Serena, something in my spirit said, that's my wife. But even though I knew that was my wife, on day one, I was not ready to marry her. So I had to wait on God to God to reveal all the stuff that I could not take into the marriage. And many of us mess up what God has promised to us because we don't wait for him to reveal us to us. Oh, God's got to reveal us to us. Ah, Our desire in waiting, watch this, may be to receive, but God's desire in our waiting is always to reveal. So that means you will never receive what you're waiting on until you receive what God is trying to reveal to you. All right? You may not like this, but many times what God is trying to reveal to us in our waiting is that we are not ready for what we're waiting on. You are not ready. You're not ready for that man. You're not ready for that ministry. You're not ready for that money. You're not ready. But watch this. 
You'll never know that you're not ready until the Lord shifts your perspective. Tell your neighbor, Lord, shift my perspective. This is why we're admonished time and time again throughout scripture, watch this, to be sober-minded. You'll see this throughout the, throughout the scriptures. In other words, the, the Bible is saying, God, when, when the writer was saying, let us be sober-minded, in other words, we've got to have the proper perspective. This is 1 Timothy 3 and 2, Titus 1 and 8 and Titus 2 and 6. In other words, open our eyes, Lord. And this is why Ephesians 1 verse 18 says this, that the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened. Somebody say open. That you may know what the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance. Watch this, to the saints. That means the hold up on what you're waiting on may be just as a result that your eyes of understanding have failed to be open. God, here's, here's the good news. The promise is God always going to reveal. But are you in a posture to see what God is revealing? Watch this. Not about nobody else. Somebody say, about me. It, it, my promise is not dependent upon the preacher that don't want to ordain me. My promise is not on the bank that don't want to give me the loan. God says the promise is dependent upon, watch this, me shifting my perspective. God says there's some stuff in you that I need you to see about you. And that's why you're still waiting. I, and watch this. I heard one preacher say it like this. The Lord reveals, always reveals, so that he might redeem. He reveals that he might redeem. In other words, watch this. Don't allow the Lord to reveal something to you and you have no intentions of it being redeemed. Oh, that, in other words, work on what's causing you to still wait. Many of us, God has revealed why are we still waiting? He's revealed these parts of us that have been unregenerated, that have been failed to be redeemed. And we look at them and say, God's grace and mercy will cover that. And we wonder why the promise is still yet not manifested over our life. Because God has given us the right perspective, but we had no intentions of redeeming it. Ah, don't allow the Lord to reveal and, not, and allow it not to be redeemed. Somebody say, there's some work I got to do. Because if, you're, if not, you'll be waiting in vain. But the good news is that our promise in waiting is that our perspective is shifted. Listen, I'm going to be out your way. The good news is while we wait, God will send us power. Good, the good news is while we wait, God will shift my perspective. Listen, I, I want to do so much in ministry. I want to I make sure that I can, I, I can um, have homes for single moms. I, I want this church to be a pillar in the community. But watch what God says. And this, a lot of us got too much pride when God shifts our perspective that we can't see what we need to work on. But I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm going to humble myself enough to know that we're not ready. Oh, that's good news. We're not ready. And when, if, if you don't realize that you're not ready, watch this. You will partner with the enemy to get things that you're not ready for. Many of us have tag team and got in bed in relationship with the enemy to get stuff that we're not ready for. Tell your neighbor, get out that relationship. Get out that relationship. Now, now watch this. The latter portion of verse 31 says, they shall run and not be weary. Running is done with purpose. I want you to hear me. You, I don't know about y'all, but you know, black folk don't run just to be running. It, 
Somebody say we run with purpose. All right. When we, we, somebody say we run with purpose. All right. You know all black folks start running. I'm, I'm running too. Right, it's, a, it's a reason why we running. All right. So, so, so we, we, we run with purpose. And like manner, waiting must be done with purpose. In other words, watch this. We run with intention. Ah, we run with purpose. We run to a place and we run with a pace. Ah, and the good news is about the promise in our waiting is that we are given instructions to wait with intention. Stay with me. In other words, somebody say a straight pursuit. Somebody say a straight pursuit. So here's, the, here's the, the final promise that I see in our text is that God gives us a straight pursuit. I don't want to run in vain. So hear this. If you feel like your waiting is without purpose, we need to question how we are running. M many of us feel like I, 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 don't, I don't see the reason why God has me in this place. I don't see the reason why it feels like I'm always going in circles. I don't see the reason why I got to keep going through this same test over and over and over again. I've had prophet after prophet prophesy to me. I done heard stuff in my prayer closet and I'm still waiting on God. If you feel like there's no purpose in your waiting, you need to question how you're running. Watch this. This word run in our text is the Hebrew word ruts. And one translation of this word, hear this, is courier. Somebody say one with instructions. It's like a mailman, a courier. Or in other words, we see this in the Bible, in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2. It says, um, 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 write the vision down and make it plain so that the herald, watch this, may run with it. Somebody say one who carries news. Uh, so, 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 and watch this. Uh, uh, th this is what I'm trying to say. He will tell us how to wait so that our waiting aligns with his will. God always wants to give us instructions as we wait. You, it's one thing to receive instructions at the beginning of the race, but it's another thing to receive instructions while you run. I'm going to give you an example. My wife used to run cross country. And in and, and, and every portion of the course um, needed or warranted a different uh, 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 strategy. So many times her coach was posted up in different places in the, in the course. So he could instruct her how to run on this, on this current path in the journey. Many of us take the word that God gave us in the beginning and think that's gonna keep us on a straight path on the whole journey. But God is saying, watch this. Y'all got to stay with me. He's saying along the way, I've got to give you instructions for different, every different part of while you wait. And see, many of y'all take these instructions into your own hands. Now, watch this. The old saints would say this. I'm going to run on and see what the end going to be. I know I love that too. But our desire must be that we run in a way that the Lord, um, watch this, we end where the Lord wants us to be. I don't want to just run and try to figure out what the end going to be. But I want to run in a place and I get to a place where the Lord wants me to be. Somebody say, don't run in vain. Ah, don't run in vain. And, and that requires, watch this, a straight pursuit. And this is why David, I want to give y'all a Bible. The children of Israel were given instructions when they were on their journey to the promised land. 
And once they got into the wilderness, a journey that theologians say should have only took about 14 days, ended up taking 40 years because they stopped receiving instructions from God. I would have been a doggone fool if I would have had to wait 40 years for Serena. And watch this. If the promise is so good enough, somebody else going to snatch it up. So we've got to be in a position where we're always heeding his instructions. Somebody say instructions. Watch what David says in Psalm 5 and 8. The Bible says, lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. And watch this. Make your way straight before my face. This means our posture and waiting also requires a plea. Ah, You ain't going to just be straight in your waiting if you don't ask God to make your path straight. Here's what I'm trying to say. There's going to be times in a journey while you wait that you don't know where to turn. We got to plead for his instructions. There's going to be some times when you don't know what decision to make, and I've got to plead for his instructions. We don't know what to do next, and somebody say, I've got to plead. I've got to plead for his instructions. And we make our pleas known to God. Watch this. He promises to make our pursuit straight. Uh, in other words, he promises to keep us in his will as we wait. Oh, that's good news to me. But hear this. As long as you want to be kept. Y'all heard what I just said. He's a keeper as long as you want to be kept. You got a lot of folk that says he's a keeper, but do you want to be kept? Ask your neighbor, do you want to be kept? Because he promises to give instructions, but it must be our priority. Watch this to heed them. Watch what Psalm 119 verse 9 says. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. I've got to heed his word because many of y'all know God talking, but y'all ain't heeding. The only way that we can ensure that our ways remain in the will of the Lord is that not only do we hear his instructions, but we've got to heed his instructions. God is talking, y'all, but are you heeding? He wants to make our path straight. Our straight, uh, give us a straight pursuit. So hear this. There's a reward for those that remain. They that wait upon the Lord. The Lord desires for our waiting to never be in vain. God ain't just going to have you waiting for no reason. But he promises fruit for those that faithfully wait. And the good news is, watch this, not only does the Lord reward us after we wait, but the Lord rewards us as we wait. We will see the manifestation of the Lord's hand in the midst of our waiting. There are promises in our waiting. When we faithfully wait, the Lord will send us power. Oh, that's good news. I I just got to posture myself to receive power, knowing that his power is on the way. Somebody say his power is on the way. The the Lord, watch this, will shift our perspective. God, I need God every step of the way. God, if it's something that's holding up the promises in my life because of me, shift my perspective, God, so that I might see it. And watch this, God says he'll always give us a straight pursuit. God is talking. He's posted up in every portion of the journey, ready to give us instructions or a strategy of how to make sure that we remain in his will. But we've got to not only hear his instructions, but we've got to heed them. But hear this. 
The promises as we wait. Hear this. This is why it's so critical. Somebody may be saying, that's good, Pastor Keith. I get all of that. But why are the promises in our waiting so critical? Because the promises as we wait, watch this, ensure that we receive the promises after we wait. You'll never receive the promise after you wait if you don't receive the promises in waiting. So God says, I've got to give you these promises to ensure that you receive the promise after you wait. Watch the, the last portion of Isaiah 40, verse 31. The Bible says, they shall walk and not faint. In other words, the Lord promises that we will secure his proclamation. What the Lord spoke you will see it. Ah, Y'all know many of us get happy over what the Lord spoke, but I don't want to get too happy until I see it. It, It's a different thing when a prophet comes and speaks all kind of word of knowledge in my life, and that's good, and that's gravy, and that's good. You Watch this. I'm going to give y'all something. There was a a, a prophetess that prophesied something into my wife's life, and I'm still waiting on it. She, She said... She told Serena when she was a teen to don't don't you I just see money all around you. And listen, she said it was as a result of her husband. So she told the mama, she told her mom, listen, don't worry about that one because she's gonna be well taken care of. And watch this, it's good. We know how to shout over what the Lord spoke. But I really want to shout when I see it. So this is why. It's so critical for me to ensure that I see the promises in waiting. I I don't want to fate until he fulfills it. I don't want to get myself in unrighteousness until he fulfills it. I don't want to faint. And God says, those that walk shall not faint. I want to be in a place where God does not cause me to faint. I'm going to remember what God has spoken until I see it. That's good news to me. That means you won't faint until he fulfills the book. You won't faint until he fulfills the business. And watch this. This is good news for somebody that's watching. You won't faint until he fulfills your boo. Somebody say, you won't faint. You won't faint. Somebody say, you won't faint. You won't faint because he will secure his proclamation. He's a God. He, God is not a man that he should lie now. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Because there are promises in our waiting. So that we can see the promise after our waiting. Whatever God spoke, I want to see it. Tell your neighbor, whatever God spoke, I want to see it. And all God is saying, if you can be faithful in waiting, I won't cause you to faint. I'll fulfill it. Tell your neighbor, wait on the Lord. I want to pray. Father, we thank you. God, many of us are waiting on stuff. God, we're waiting on our healing. God, we're waiting on our deliverance. God, we've been waiting over the things that you've declared over our lives. God, it seems like we've been waiting forever. But God, cause us not to miss what you're doing in the midst of our waiting. God, you're manifesting promises. God, you're helping us to secure the proclamation of our life. So, God, I pray, God, that everybody under the sound of my voice will wait faithfully. God, everybody that's watching, God, and will watch this replay, 
God will wait faithfully. God will know, God, that you'll send us power. God, when we want to get weak, when we want to give up, God will wait on power. And God, cause us not to forsake people in our lives. Because, God, many of us have gotten frustrated. I, I, somebody's watching even now that has gotten frustrated in their waiting. And I believe God to be a man that he should lie. And, God, we say the devil is a lie. God, your promises are yes and amen. So God calls them to not forsake people because God just as Saul, their word might be on the way. God, somebody is waiting on the word for that unexpected call, that unorchestrated conversation, that unsolicited comfort. God can send them power to keep yet holding on. And we thank you. God, shift our perspective. God, there's some stuff in us. It's not the pastor that's being mean to us. The pastor that don't think we got an anointing or a gift on our lives. But God, there's something on us that's causing us not to walk in ministry like we need to. God, it's not that I don't have all the money, I don't have all the resources. That's not it, God. But it's something to do with my character that you won't give me that business. God, help us today to shift our perspective. Reveal us to us. And God, as you reveal us to us, God, let your revealing not be in vain. God, but we'll redeem it. We'll work on every area that's not like you. And God, we thank you. God, that as you send power, as you shift our perspective, God, that you'll make us and give us a straight pursuit. God, we won't just take the instructions in the beginning of the journey and try to ride that, ride that out. But God, every area and step in the journey, God, will listen for your instructions. And God, as we listen, as we hear, we'll heed. And I thank you, God, that the people, God, here that have received this word shall not faint until you fulfill it. They shall not faint until you fulfill it. You'll secure your proclamation of our lives. And for God, for that God, we say thank you. And every believer who says, I shall not faint, say thank God and amen. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. There's somebody watching who says, I'm grateful, Pastor Keith, that he's a promise keeper. But I have no relationship with the promise keeper. Matter of fact, as you were preaching and you talked about being in relationship with the enemy, that's where I find myself today. And watch this. The good news is if I can get myself into the hands of Christ, the Bible declares that anyone that the Father puts in Jesus' hand, that the enemy can never snatch away. Somebody is saying, I need to get out of the bed, out of, the, out of bed with the enemy and get in the hands of the Savior. If that's you and you want to be in a relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, all you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And God says you're saved. What am I confessing? The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. 
that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. If that's you and you can confess that and you can believe that, then you might be saved. And then I got to know that John 14, 6 says that no man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, that Jesus is the only Savior. I'm sorry, I don't know what Oprah done told you. I don't know what nobody else done told you. That there's many ways to God, but the devil is alive. There's only one. And then what, am I, what else am I confessing? The Bible says that even the demons believe. So it's not enough to believe, but I've got to allow Jesus now to lord over my life. And if you can confess that with your mouth, if you can believe that in your heart, the Bible says you're saved. If you made that decision, you made the greatest decision of your life. Let us pray for that one that has come. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you're still in the saving business. In the midst of a pandemic, God, you can use technology to touch the hearts of men. God, thank you, God, for that heart that you have now touched. The one who says, I want to give my life to Christ. They've confessed with their mouths and they believed in their heart that you are Lord. And God, for that, we say thank you. Your word declares, God, that when one comes, when one sinner turns and repents, that heaven rejoices. So God, heaven is rejoicing now on behalf of this one. And we rejoice with them as well. Everyone in the house of the Lord, clap your hands. Hallelujah. You made a great decision. And here's what I want you to do. The Bible says that we should make our salvation, our, our calling and our election sure. I want to walk you, help you walk this thing out. So if you made that decision this morning, send an email to churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Somebody will follow up with you and we'll just make sure that this declaration that you made is sure this morning. Somebody may, else may be saying, hey, I want to join this church. I've never been inside those four walls, but there's something about the worship. There's something about the word. There's something about the presence that I'm feeling now that says I need to be connected to this local body. If that's you, send us an email as well to church office at Way Church Temple. Um, church office at waytampabay.org I'm sorry and we'll connect with you and we'll help you understand how you can connect with this local body well I love y'all I can't wait to fellowship with you guys again hey we got some important announcements so at this time I'm going to ask MIT Danchelle to come up she's going to take us further in the service but please pay heed to these announcements um, because I'll say this before she says it December is our month of consecration all right, our month of consecration. I need the entire church to be consecrated. And here's why I say this. God is up to something. And whenever God is up to something, we've got our, we have to prepare ourselves for what God is up to. So let us use this month to consecrate ourselves. For on tomorrow, God will do marvelous things in our eyes. Amen. Let us see, receive MIT Nashville at this time. Amen. Can we give Pastor Keith another hand clap? Thank you for that awesome word. Teaching us the promises of waiting. That's awesome. And um, now I'll transition to the church announcements. As Pastor Keith just said, the month of consecration will be December 2020. The Lord has pressed upon Pastor Keith's heart during the month of December to preach from the theme consecrated and prepare the people at the way for consecration. Therefore, throughout the month of December, Sunday and midweek service will involve teaching on consecration. 
Our poor groups will pray weekly. We will also have weekly congregation-wide prayer calls, and we will fast corporately as a church. And we will close out the year in prayer, The Secret Place 2020 on December 31st. God is preparing for something major in the land in the coming days. Therefore, the people of God must be prepared for what the Lord will do. We are asking the entire congregation to make plans to consecrate themselves in the month of December. Midweek Bible study. Join us this coming Thursday, December 3rd at 7 p.m. via Facebook Live for Midweek Bible study. Pastor Keith will examine the effective entreating of the Lord so that we can consecrate in the manner that the Lord will respond. Sunday morning worship. Make plans to join us again next week, Sunday, at 10.30 a.m. via Facebook Live as Pastor Keith begins our final sermon series of 2020. Somebody say consecrated. We've been called to consecration, so it is essential that we learn what the calling requires of us. Pastor Keith desires as close to 100% of our membership is tuned in for this critical series in the life of our church. Poor groups and congregational prayer. Be on the lookout for communication from your poor group leaders this week as we will begin hosting weekly prayer calls for our groups. Also, beginning on this Friday, December 4th at 7 a.m., we will kick off our weekly congregational prayer call. Details will be provided via text and in our This Week at the Way email. And now we can transition to our giving. Thank you again for worshiping with us, and we invite you to attend any of our weekly virtual worship services. And here at The Way, we truly believe the word of God, as 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 says, for each of you should give what is laid on your heart to give, not reluctantly or out of compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And these are the ways to give here at The Way. You can go on our website via PayPal through uh, waytampabay.org. That's waytampabay.org. You can click on the giving link at the top right-hand corner, and you can give securely right through the site. And also, we do have Cash App. You can give via Cash App with dollar sign, the Way Church of TB. And you can also mail in your offering via P.O. Box 280003, Tampa, Florida, 33682. Amen. And I'll transition to our benediction, and I'll leave you guys off with a verse. This is Romans 8 and 38 through 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Everybody say amen. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. 
Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.